and welcome to Coffee and the Cosmos with Sagima Bay. And I'm your host, Craig Wells. Are you having a great day today? Go ahead and just decree it with me. I'm having a great day today. I'm not just talking about positive speaking, but the frequency of your heart, the frequency of your soul will cause that to come to you. This is scriptural. You can read it in the Bible. Okay. All you got to do is research and go into the depths of the Bible with the Holy Spirit as he takes you to the other side of the veil and go into heavenly places and see what Jesus, Yeshua the Christ, see what the Rock Kodesh, Holy Ghost, and what Yahweh, the Yod, the Hey, the Father, Hey, is saying about you and to you. And he's saying some of the most beautiful things. So I want to go to that. You know, I, I preached a message today. Hopefully you got it on Zoom. If not, it might be on my Patreon. Um, God, you want to get this message, okay? You just want to get this in your spirit. But I'm just going to give you a snippet of what I was sharing today. I want to go to Ephesians chapter 1-7. It's one of my favorite scriptures, and I'm reading from the Passion Translation. And, you know, I, I look at all translations. People ask me all the time, you know, well, not all the time no more, but they used to ask me pretty often, you know, what Bible do you use? And uh, mainly I grew up on the King James or New King James Bible. And when I used to think that that was like perfected law um, before I actually did research, not knocking the Bible of any sense or knocking any certain version, they all are incorrect somewhere, but Holy Spirit is not incorrect. And he is the one that leads you into all truth. That's why I, when I found the Passion Bible, some of the scriptures I said, oh, that's not quite 100% meaning what that real meaning was, but it was out of the heart of the passion of the Lord. And Yahweh began to speak to me. It's like, it's out of my heart that the person that wrote it was hearing the heart passion of God. That's why it's called the Passion Translation, right? And it was part of that, the passion of God, of what he was saying. So I want to read Ephesians 1, 7 out of the passion of God for you. Because God has passion for you. This is why uh, Yeshua's death and burial and resurrection is, is called the passion. I mean, we grew up our whole life with Easter time doing the passion play, right? It's God's passion. It's Father's passion. You are his passion. You are his passion. You are his delight. You are his joy. Why do you think that he would send his only begotten son to come to well on this earth, lessen himself from the deity of heaven, to live a life spotless and holy and pure, not in man's way, not in man's view like you were told religiously, but still unto God, ruling as a son in the heaven and the earth, ruling over the sun, the moon, and stars, ruling over the very molecules of life. You're like, what the world? Where, where's that in the Bible? Didn't he walk on the water? He went in mountains. He ascended. He broke gra gravity. He hid in pillars. Uh, he broke through molecules. He walked on water. You know, you really can't walk on water in the natural realm, but it's available. Yeshua, he did all these things, right? He's the living God. He sent this to show us what we can do. He comes to heaven and to earth, and he brings heaven to earth. It always was about bringing heaven to earth. Why? Because God's heaven is his throne and earth was his footstool. If you go back into the beginning of time in the Garden of Eden, Yahweh set down Zion 
inside the Garden of Eden, sat down who he was inside the Garden of Eden and walked in the cool of the day in this mystical place called Eden. It wasn't just the earthly realm. It was open into the heavenly realm because Adam could see in the heavenly realm. Eve could see in the heavenly realm because they walked on the earth as spirit beings because God breathed spirit into dirt and made him. Now read it. It didn't say that God breathed spirit into flesh. It said God breathed spirit into dirt. And that's a whole nother message. I love the way Ian Clayton explains it, but it's a whole nother message. It wasn't like, you know, some dirt on the ground that you just picked up. Okay. And God breathed life into it and formed man, formed Adam, formed the first of the beings of creation that was like himself, as like the Son of God, ruling and reigning with full dominion, full capacity of dominion of godliness and of godheadness inside of Adam. Can you understand what I'm saying? You're getting this in your spirit. This is what the Father gave us. Yeshua walked into this, but he walked out of heaven and lowered his self-image, right? Lowered his positioning in the natural realm to an earthly being, Son of God, instead of the deity that sat on the throne, though he was in heavenly places and earth at the same time, and he walked and appeared. Now, how much passion did the Father have for me and you and for all creation for eternity thereafter and for all creation for eternity there? before if he sent his own son to die for you, live for you, resurrect for you, and to show you the power of the things that could be that you'd open your minds and see past the natural realm, past the black and white of your senses, past the black and white of your revelation, past the academia of reading something and learning the English of it or the Hebrew of it or the Afrikaans of it or whatever language that you speak of it. It's learning beyond that and it's going into the depths of the living God, going into the depths of the rain a word, going into the depths of Rock Kadesh, going up to the secret place where the Father can speak the mysteries and secrets of heaven and earth to you. This is what Yeshua is doing. How much do you think Yahweh loves you? This is why I love the Passion Translation, because when I read that, I can feel it. I can feel the Father's passion for me that when I read for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever would believe in him would not perish but have eternal life would be reinstated into the righteous covering of the law of life and liberty in Christ Yeshua and they would be no longer under the bondage no longer under the bondage of the law of sin and death that's what Yeshua did. It wasn't about individual sins, though it covered all sins, but it was about the fullness of the covenant. It was about the fullness of the covenant, about the fullness of the covenant that's inside of you. So let's, let's look at this scripture. Since we are now joined to Christ, oh, I love this. We have been given the treasures of redemption by his blood. I'm going to read it and I'm going to go over it a little bit. The total cancellation of our sins, all because of the cascading riches of his glory. I'm telling you, I preached this yesterday in church and I saw just the glory of God come out of his word. Let's think about this. Since we are now 
joined to Yeshua. We're now joined to the anointed one. We are now joined to Kalishtor and to the fullness of the glory of Elohim. That which we came out of, we are back joined. That which was breached is no longer breached. That which was separated is no longer separated. That which had a veil between is no longer have the veil between. We have been given the treasures. I love it. It's plural treasures of redemption by his blood. And the reason I love this part, when it said treasures of redemption by his blood, it wasn't just sins. It was all the treasures of the might of the power of the blood of Yeshua the Christ that you and I walk into, which is healing and divine nature. Divine nature. You can speak of your body and get divine nature. I speak over my body and declare divine nature over my mind, my body, my soul, my spirit, and my cells. And to the Elohim of the living God is functioning and fully flowing in every cell of my body, my mind, my soul, my spirit. That I am like the creator of that which I came out of. That creation has met the creator and the creator has met the creation. And we are now one because of the precious blood of Jesus. And I love this. The total cancellation of all our sins. They wrote this scripture just for me. The total cancellation of all our sins. I love it. What Joseph Prince says, past, present, future. You can't stow against the blood. You can't outsend the blood. You can't outfail the blood. You can't outmake too many mistakes to the left or to the right and fail the blood. And Mr. Blood, I remember someone I saw a long time ago. They haven't come to church in a while. And I was talking to him and I said, come on, come on, come get in the presence of the Lord. They love our services. I always love being in the presence of Elohim. And they're like, oh, I love it there. But if I go in there, the roof is going to fall on me. This is what people think. I'm like, what? They were, they were automatically judging themselves as if whatever they did, whatever folly, whatever sin, whatever iniquity, whatever transgression, whatever junk they did was greater than the blood covenant was shed upon them because this is what religion taught them. And, you know, they finally came to church and guess what? The ceiling did not fall on them, but the presence of God fell on them. The glory of mercy fell on them. The total cancellation of our sins all because I love this, of the cascading riches of his glory. I love that. The cascading riches of his glory. All I can do is think about being in a waterfall. The cascading riches of his grace by what? By his blood. His grace is upon you for you to walk in the might and the fullness of who you are in Christ Jesus. Mighty sons Daughters of the living God. Well, this is Sigma Bay, and I love you so much. You are so beautiful like the stars above. Shalom.